0: Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in
1: every single Tuesday.
0: This whole hour of Bar Routine, athletes. Woo! Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome to all today. We got Lori Cortez, Ed Langlo, Christine Marie, Dami Hackett. Angela Miller Bevin and Richard Dugan, our producer of which we would not be here right now without. Hi. So uh, before we opened and then Dr. D had to tell me, hey, it's time to roll. Um, <laughs> I was just, all right? I was just making references to Santa Barbara and um, just an observation. And I just wanted to get some, maybe it's just me and I'm. I don't know, get COVID on the brain or something and I'm not paying attention or it's, it's always been around and I just haven't seen it, but I just have seen a, a very large emergence of our homeless population, um, on the streets. And I just, maybe, am I missing something? I don't really dial into the TV or news or much. Um, I don't know. So I wanted to jo-
2: run over to, we'll start with Christine Marie. Have you noticed anything? Um, well, you know, my, my, um, Day job as it as it is uh, is is working in administration for homeless services for the county, and so I've become more aware of it um, than ever. But I've always had you know watched it, um, had an eye on it in a certain sense. Like I remember there were years ago when when I grew up in Laguna Beach as a teenager, there were all these homeless people that I knew kind of from the streets because I would like hang out at the beach and stuff. And then when I was here in Santa Barbara, about I don't know twenty years later, they all came up here. And they said that nobody was. Um, they said that the, the Orange County picked them out, basically, and they came here, but now they've moved on to somewhere else. So I'm not sure where they are, but I found that very fascinating. And, and, and,
3: I, and I can only imagine in recent times that, that, it, that there are, there's more. There are more well, people. Christine, my, my aunt lived in Laguna Beach, and we lived up here. My family was from down there. And she used to tell us that the Laguna Beach would give the homeless people train tickets to Santa Barbara because we treated our homeless people so well up here. But I grew up downtown on, um, I grew up downtown on Figueroa Street. And I, when I was younger, knew all the homeless people. Like if we didn't know their name, we had a name for them. And we never, we never felt threatened. Right. And we, you know, we just kind of coexisted. But I think Erica's correct is now it's 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 an it's its own pandemic because it's homeless people. It's um, it's people that have drug issues. It's people that have mental issues. And there's just it's just an ongoing issue. And, you know, it's unfortunate. And I don't watch the news as much as I used to. So I don't I've heard a lot of them saying that they're going to do something. And I haven't seen a lot happening. So oh, I, think,
2: I think sometimes, too, there might be solutions, but solutions might be occurring in certain neighborhoods where the community doesn't necessarily want to be a part of that solution. So, I, you know, I mean, because I think there have been things where, oh, well, this hotel, we could purchase it and this could happen. And then and I don't know how. I mean, how do we how do we hold this as a community? How do we hold this as a society, um, especially since things seem to aren't, aren't going to be it doesn't feel to me at this point in time that things are going to be getting better for the economy and that a lot of people are you know, more people are, are facing homelessness. How do we support everybody who is facing this issue? It's, it's really it's 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 super powerful to look at it. There's so many
4: different segments to the homeless population. You almost have to separate them out because you can't apply uh, what you might say about one group to the other. I don't believe the mental institutions have been completely closed down. I believe uh, Tascadero uh, Hospital is still intact. But when Ronald Reagan was governor of California, he passed a bill that said that if you were not a threat to the public, you could not be held against your will if you chose to stay. You could stay. If not, you could leave. My thought on that one is that you're not doing them any favors. You're doing them an injustice in a lot of cases, because would you rather see that person scavenging through a, a garbage can for a cup of coffee, <laughs> or would yeah. you rather see them in a in a reasonable institution like Devereaux School? I spent a lot of time out at Devereaux. That's mm-hmm. a, a really amazing campus out there. Um, then you have, unfortunately for me, the only homeless person I really got to know well. His name was Dave. And and he had a, a trailer up by Lake Nacimento where he was acting as a, a watchman for this property. But he chose to be that way. I actually gave him a job with my heating and air conditioning company. And he really didn't want it. And he didn't want you to, to change him. He didn't want you to tell him to clean up his act. He just wanted to live the way he was living, and he had found a way to accommodate that. So, there's there's another segment. So, then you have, there's a whole list of people that have mental problems. You have uh, veterans that have come back with, with fatigue and that, that really need help, and they're a whole different segment. Of the population, but I think in general you need to give them an opportunity for a way out, and then maybe some tough love because if you accommodate them, if you give them the opportunity, like when I back when I was 25 years old and I became a journeyman sheet metal worker, you are at the top of the list. You're the first guy to get laid off. In other words, so I was collecting unemployment. I used to not answer the phone because I didn't want the business agent to give me a job. It was too easy. They made it too easy. The union protected me. The union said, you don't have to go looking for a job. And they would, I, every two weeks, I could go down and pick up my money. And, and it was just so easy. And so it's not, you know, you can't condemn people, some of the people that are that way. But I think- you you can't accommodate that lifestyle. You're not doing them a favor in no. my mind. You're doing them an injustice. You need to give them a way out. You need to give them a hand up. And
0: Lori Cortez, what do you say?
5: I just think it's a just such a sad situation, and I think that um, everybody deserves a chance, and and especially now with everything going on in our mm. in our society, our our nation, our world you know, people are not at their best. And, you know, most people are one or two paychecks away from that. And so, away from homelessness. And And I just think that the more help that we as a society can give to these people, the better. And I feel like there should be shelters. I feel like there should be opportunities for them to have um, shelter if they want to take that. If And that could be their choice. And if they don't, well... That's, you know, that's up to them, too. But there should be availability for it. I mean, you've you've been to San Francisco, Erica. You know what's happening there. Erica. You know, it's just it's, it's,
0: it's horrible. Just horrible. I'll be, I'll, to, to be quite one of my favorite cities on the planet have yes. frequented very often and then had a four year lull and went back last November. And mm-hmm. I honestly barricaded Dominique in the room because we were only one block up from Union Square. And it was just the, the land of the walking dead. I mean, the stuff that I saw, and it's like exactly what they're saying on the TV that's going on out there. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't see how it could have gotten so bad.
5: One of the wealthiest cities in the the country, right? San Francisco, one of the wealthiest cities in the country, but there's nothing there for those people. People don't
0: want to live like that. You know, well, it's, most of the billionaires from China, they don't live in China. They live in San Francisco. That's the funny thing. That's right. what a Chinese person told me. He goes, we, we live in, in San Francisco. So we must
3: in the same hotel. Yeah, San Francisco. We stayed right up from New York and we we Jackson or he was 11 and we went to go to a deli and that poor child saw things that I I had never yeah. seen. I mean, yeah. it was poor, it was really bad. It's really. Right. You know, you going know, down town,
5: the stairs, living like that. You know, that's yeah. that's what's sad, and that's what we as society we need to try to fix because it's not okay. It's not okay that some people have to live like that.
2: I find it really fascinating the disparity that's really happened. You know, in a sense, there's no more middle class in America. When when I was in South Africa, I would, I, you know, when I went to Cape Town, you would see these huge mansions right next to the shanty towns. There was no hiding of what was happening, you know, and here we have this illusion that there's more equality or, or whatnot. And, you know, a few years, uh, actually, uh, probably a few decades ago, within the last two decades, there was a movie called The Streets of Paradise. It's a documentary on the homeless in Santa Barbara, which is very, fascinating you should google it and look at it it was a really interesting movie where the, the the filmmakers went in and talked to the people on the streets and and they did run this full gamut of some people saying you can't tell the sky is my house the sky is my roof right and they were very clear that that's what they wanted so okay. but and there were other people who didn't you know and so many more people are being forced to live in their cars we have a lot of safe there are places where people can sleep in their cars safely in santa barbara there are a lot of you know the 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 the, the county is doing a lot to support the homeless that they can, but there's, I think there's more and more. So the, the spaces nice. are filling up very quickly. Dominique, we've got to take a break. You just
0: joined us, but you know, we're talking about homelessness. We've got, I just want to add your quick comments and we're going to go take a break.
2: Well, I was just curious to the moms that are out there,
5: what are the kids learning about homelessness in school? How is this topic being covered? What How are the kids being encouraged to participate in solution
3: finding. I can talk a lot about that if you want to wait till after the break because I, I do have that to be that, on the, good. the We got to leave it <laughs>
0: into teen athletes and teen kids and everything, and, and our hearts go out to those um, that are missing meals and that are cold in the evening. And maybe we can uh, get get the community excited to make some changes because that's all it really takes. We'll be back with more after these messages. Well now a- Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Gasol, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Angela Miller-Bevan has some ideas since you're homeschooling right now. about
3: <laughs> uh, the, so I just have a couple. Yeah, the, I actually sit on the, the Santa Barbara Junior High PTSA, their PTA. Um, and we recently did a program where we put backpacks together and it was so great because they were these backpacks that had calendars and things that these kids could use. And every student got one. There were 730 of them stuffed. It was a huge project and they were all handed out. But to go into how the, our kids are being taught, they're so much more aware of it now that we're homeschooling. And these kids are having these breakout rooms and having the opportunity to talk about it and to and the kids that are homeless are embarrassed. And the schools are going, I think they're trying harder than they've ever tried to make sure that every child has internet or a place to go or somewhere so that they can be educated, so that they can be fed. And they're making sure that these kids are getting food in the morning, in the afternoon, at their dinners, they have places where they could just go and get food and, you know, no questions asked. And, you know, I think that for my son, he was at Roosevelt for elementary school and 60% of the kids in that school were bused in and they were low income. And, and my son was really made aware of the fact that some of these kids lived in their cars because he made friends with them. And it, It gave them so much more compassion about I think that for them growing up, it's it's very real for them. It's very something that they are they know about and that they know that the schools are trying to do as much as they can. Parents like myself are trying to do as much as we can. But, you know, these people are still homeless and they're still living on the streets. And it's so sad because I just had someone who lost their job on two weeks ago and there's no unemployment being given out right now none they've totally cut the program so you think about these parents that have now been let go and they have no unemployment they have no money and how are they going to pay their rent or put food on the table for their kids yeah this whole
0: situation has knocked people right off the cliff yeah because it's like and i'm that's why i always try to get look around and see what would be a good topic for the show. And I kid you not, on every single place that we went to yesterday, Union Bank, there's a family right outside with four kids with holding a sign. I mean, I'm looking at the the, the median. There's people holding a sign. Uh, home Depot, people holding a sign. Michael's, people hold the sign. People are walking in the middle of the street on Fairview holding a sign. Uh, actually, they, that guy didn't hold a sign. He was talking to this guy. But
3: it's like, by the time I got but home, there. I was a wreck. But they're giving out. This is this. This is where the disconnect is. And I don't because like United Way did give out money, but sometimes there's this disconnect because these people have lost their home. And so they don't have a computer or they don't have access to get to the funding that is being given out to them. So. I don't I don't know. It, it breaks my heart because I know that there's been a lot of organizations that, have, that are out there trying to give out money to these families. And some of them are and there's the food bank who's giving out food and, you know, a unity shop and all these places. And money is being given to these organizations to get that help out to people. But there's the still is, a disconnect.
0: Like, I agree because, you know, we have food trucks, but Santa Barbara is the worst if you want to have food trucks. But even if we just allow those food trucks, because let the United Way subsidize the food trucks, because you almost have to go to them. You yeah. know, like Dominique um, does Braille. She reads, to, she teaches Braille reading. And it's like, and, and because of this COVID and everything and the computers and everything, it depends how old somebody is. You know, they just, you know, they're, they're, there are things that they can do, but it's not like it used to be that, that hand-holding, that in-person You know, there is a little, especially if you're missing, you know, one of your senses. So it's like I told Dominique, look, once we get squared away next year, let's just buy one of those little minivans and we go to, you can, you know, go to and have like a library, a braille library, a mini, mini, mini braille library, and actually go to your clients and teach them um, one-on-one. And the same thing could be done. I mean, if I saw a homeless person, and I, I was asking Christine today, is there a card? I have no problem going up to anybody. to say, hey, can I help you? Do you need anything? If you don't need anything, great. Okay. But it's just like when you see this guy sitting in trash, totally looped out on a curb, there's no way he doesn't need help. And you see hundreds of people in, in I'm just shocked because I sat there, I had Dom, Dominique ran in. And it's just like I'm in shock watching all these cars drive by, all these people walk by and not one person, you know, wanted to help. OK. And at the end of the day, Dominique and I get some food. He doesn't want food.
3: He wants money. It's like, well, because, Erica, there's there's another whole other topic to this. And the I teens and everybody that we are trying to talk to, all the teens and young people are very aware there is a huge drug problem in this town. And I have a nephew who actually, there was no reason he should be on the streets, but he was on the streets because he would not stay in a drug rehab. So it wasn't that anybody wasn't trying to help him. He went through drug rehab, drug rehab, drug rehab. And there's a lot of kids out there on our streets right now that all they want is money because they're going to go get that drug. And it's Mm -hmm. not from lack of people trying to get them help. It's the drugs Mm -hmm. that are holding them down. And so that's why I was saying there's different types of homeless people. There's people that obviously are out there because they're strung out. There's people out there because they have mental issues and there's people out there that really need help. And I think the people that, you know, that need the help that have become homeless because they've lost their job. I, I think that those are the people that, that are approachable and you could say, you know, what could I do to help you? You know, is, can I help you find a place to live? Can I, you know, but then you have to have that place for them to go. Right. So and there's the obvious
2: connect. homeless. There's the mm-hmm. obvious homeless. And then there's the people who it's a shame. It's a shameful thing. No one wants to admit that they're living in their car, like you said, with the kids. Yeah. And, and, um, and the kids don't want to admit and, and they don't know what to do. And how, so it's a problem. That's like we, what we're seeing on the streets right now. That's just the obvious stuff. I wonder, oh, it makes me want to cry almost, how many other people are losing their homes right now Cause, because because landlords are afraid too. Landlords are fearing rent control and different things that are happening, and so they're raising rents, and they're pushing people, and there's such so much going on, Now, where is that, and how h- how do we shift that, you know, how do we support everybody so that everybody has a home, you know, everyone has a safe place to be. Well, we we have a minute, but we're going to get to
0: Lori after these messages. But we spoke once in length, Lori, about the amount of kids actually living in their car going to college, Mm -hmm. you know, at CC, at UCSB. And I know uh, actually since that show is aired, I actually talked to somebody that graduated and said, you know, I lived in my car for a year. Yeah. And I can't even imagine what COVID has done to our teens and our kids, um, making that transition from high school because their parents have been so impacted, losing their jobs? Mm -hmm. How are we going to pay for school? On and on. Do you have some thoughts? Or let's just go to, we'll we'll, 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 you could add to that. And then you got a section after these messages as well.
5: Yeah, I was just going to say, yes, it is. You know, that is a problem. It's a significant problem. And I think I like what a lot of the universities have done but COVID makes it more difficult is they are targeting these students and they they're expanding their housing because housing is significantly cheaper, you know, dorm housing rather than you know having apartments or, or renting homes. So so that was a reprieve for for a lot of these students that that didn't have other, you know, that, that otherwise would have been homeless. But now with uh, some of the dorms being shut down or them going to one person per dorm, it significantly reduced a lot of the capability for housing for these students. So it is like, it's just, it's a mess. And I think that um, globally and, and, and nationally and, and locally, you know, the more that I think it has to start small, like with local um, counties trying to identify the, the people that want to live That want the shelters and then providing the shelters for them, uh, for there to be a space. Nobody wants to live in their homes. I mean, in their cars. Can you imagine? I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to do that. And and as for these students that do live in their cars, my gosh, think about the motivation they have to do that and to go to class and to earn the grades and and to try to make, you know, better, eventually make better lives for themselves. I mean, that takes Mm -hmm. a lot of grit and a lot of determination. So, I I have something else. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Lori. uh, Well, uh, just real fast, I wanted to say that the children can go to, um, what's the address for PAL? For free, PAL will help them get on a computer so that they can do their schooling. So that we do have resources where people can reach out and make sure that their kids are getting their education. That's, That's wonderful. It's things like that that really make a difference, like starting small that really make a difference. And- uh, yeah, I agree with you. The one thing that I am, I have noticed from working with, you know, teens uh, in college preparation, and I really applaud the, the cities and the counties for this, is they're providing a lot of um opportunity for teens to get involved to help the homeless, whether it's through preparing meals and handing out, you know, box lunches, or, you know, through like trying to work with cities, trying to find ways that they can initiate, maybe use some shelters that are already in place, but they're trying to really get teens involved on the city and county level. And I think that that's so important because that's social justice and these teens are our future. So.
0: Most definitely. Well, I'm really looking forward to your segment coming up right after these messages, Lori. Thanks, Erica. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more. Well, now together we will stay. Our teen sports radio show. I am your host, Eric Asaldo, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every, every single Tuesday, Tuesday. 9 a.m. Okay. I was doing the dance music. You know, there's something about that song that just makes me move. All right, in the house we have Lori Cortez, College Coaching Services. I and she knows, and I say this all the time, but she was my go-to in both of my boys, and I think my son John still has the record of being employed by Lori in the summer of eighth grade because he's very high maintenance it <laughs> was not he was high, high achieving erica not high maintenance. high achieving, <laughs> high achieving. Good. i yes. call it because i could say that's a lawyer question leave <laughs> me alone
5: only a mom can say that that's right exactly. <laughs> so thanks for having me erica and um you know we were just talking about like the, the trials of, of the homeless population. And I think that during this, this COVID time, many people are experiencing different trials. And I know like for my students, whether they're freshmen, sophomores, juniors, or seniors, and they're trying to prepare themselves for their applications or in the middle of submitting their applications, the uncertainty is really a stress. It, it's very stressful for the students and, and, and for the parents alike. And so, what I try to do when I, when I meet with my students is I just try to reassure them that some things with the college preparation process and the college applications have not changed. And so, they have to just re- remember that there's really, you know, five or six criteria that are just really important for universities. And, and so, they have to work hard and try to earn the best grades possible, even during this unsettling time. And they have to take rigorous classes, So it doesn't have to be all AP or honors classes, but it should be four years of math, four years of science, four years of foreign language, four years of all the core subjects. And then they, I'll come back to testing because SAT testing, that's, that's in flux right now. But the other thing is they have to try to build their resume. And a lot of people are saying, well, there's nothing I can do. I can't get out. I can't you know, I can't perform community service. Well, that very well may be true, and you don't want to endanger yourself by going and and you know not maintaining social distance and all that. But fortunately, with technology, there's so much that you can do online now to help other people. And one main thing that is really needed and is very um, just students are just so happy to have that is online tutoring. A lot of the a lot of the schools are offering. They have programs where students get involved. Students that have a maybe somebody who's very strong in math, they help people that are not quite as strong in that area or science or whatever subject it is. And I think that if that program could just expand, it would just be a you know wealth of opportunity for so many people. Mm -hmm. I have had students who um, you know reach out to elementary schools and and try to set up after school tutoring with younger kids, Mm -hmm. and and all that is is working. And that's that's an example of a community coming together. And I, I think for- funny
0: when you were, Lori, when you were mentioning the whole online thing, because I just know of people and I don't know what kind of person I would be, what kind of learner I'd be. Do you, don't you think though, so? and I could be wrong and I'll, I'll take some, um, people can add on to this. Would you rather learn with somebody next to you or would you, or is it okay? Because some people can detach and learn online. I think myself personally, I'd rather be, I don't know if it's energy or what, where somebody's tuned into me and See, I don't see, I don't think, I think it's hard, kind of hard to see if somebody's tuning into you or am I being distracted because you're not next to me, you know, you're doing something. I don't know. Maybe I'm off. I don't know. Well, I think ideally
5: for people, some people do prefer like that face-to-face connection, but that's not a reality right right now. You know, it's just, just not a reality. So this is the next best thing. And really, you know, I meet with most of my students online and I, and it's one-on-one so, it's just, uh, I find it very easy to see if I'm, you know, if they're, if they're engaged in the conversation or if I'm And you've been, you've been doing that way before, you've been exactly. doing that for like a decade. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was way pre-COVID on this. Exactly. <laughs> so, but, but the, I want to come back to, because some people have the, a question about the standardized testing, and I, I just want to address that. So, what I'm advising my juniors to do. Uh, is to prepare for these exams and register for them in the spring, spring 2021, and and take them. We don't know what is going to happen uh, because of COVID. We don't know if the schools are going to keep uh, test optional, which means they still accept the exams. If you have strong scores, they encourage students to submit them. We don't know if some schools are going to go, more schools are going to go test blind, which means they will not even look at the test scores. So I don't want my students to shut any doors. And if they don't prepare, they won't be ready to take the test. Mm -hmm. And then the ball's in their court. They get their scores back. If their scores are strong, wonderful. They submit them to the schools that will accept them. If they're not, they take advantage of the waiver and they don't accept them. But at least they have that opportunity and and they've opened as many doors as possible for themselves.
0: I'm glad they're being open-minded about the test because I just know too many families that have been train wrecked right now financially and it's really not fair for a straight A student to have to, and I don't want to say this word, they're like soft, but you know, in other words, they just, they their life has been good. You know, I had mommy, daddy, and all, you know, daddy was your coach and everything is great. And all of a sudden, both parents lost their job. Well, the family's train wrecked. So now, now you have the the uh, family components are, are just not the same. And it would be hard for anybody on any level, any age, no matter how you know consciously elevated you are to be able, because you're almost, you're knocked out of your body. So I'm glad they're not really putting a lot of emphasis on a test because it's not the same person. That person is not the same.
5: No. And, and I agree with you. And it's one aspect of the, you know, of the application right. for this, but it was, you know, pre COVID, it was a, a a large aspect for some of the schools. Exactly. So, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. It's just that right now things are in flux. And so I don't think that people should close doors. I think they should still prepare. And if necessary, you know, they have they have the data to present to on their applications if they need to. So,
0: And, and it's like you said, too, you don't really want to focus on COVID at all if you are writing your essays. Right. To exactly. colleges or universities, better te- tell the university or college or... Um, school, whatever school it might be, what you did to overcome the, the situation. Right. We had, we had last week that, uh, uh, who bought, I guess, Angela, no Angela, you didn't bring it. Sloan Reality brought in a guest, the founder of Zoomers to Boomers.
5: Oh, yes, yes. That's yeah. a great program. So, a lot of my students Stories heard. like that, stories yeah. like that are good. Right. Yeah, that's good. It's so it's it's okay to mention COVID. It's in your essays. It's just not okay to make COVID the topic of your essay. But what they're right. really looking for is ways students connect during COVID. So COVID mm-hmm. has changed two things, I think. Number one, they are looking for ways students connect which is different than pre-COVID. And number two, they're looking to see academic initiative. So they want so some students because, you know, the, the, the high schools have had to change up their curriculum a little bit. Maybe students aren't able to get into, let's just say, AP Biology. Well, okay, so then what do you do? Do you sit back and not take it, or do you look at City College and see if you can take it there? So that's what I'm talking about with Academic Initiative. You have to – students have to stretch themselves out a little bit and, and think outside the box.
0: Great. Lori, always a pleasure. Let's take it's another great. break. and. Then we love you. Let's take another break. Uh And right when we get back, we'll have Ed Langlo. And if only I know. This is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Asaldo, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every, every single Tuesday, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Ed Langlow. You know, I don't know if you realize this, but you were unmuted. And when you read you know, when you signed in. And uh you, you got some pipes there, baby. I like your voice.
4: Really? What was I <laughs> was I singing?
0: You were
4: oh, singing!
0: I just... You were. you were, i and I I must I must have been <laughs> muted because you didn't hear all of my commentary, and I was no, like, "Oh, yeah, you hear, must be fun to be around after uh, around You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, 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 Terry. Even Terry loves now,
0: it. I'm not a drinker, but I would definitely enjoy. And then I was saying to you, "Hey, do you know Sloane Reilly? Um, she's got some pipes, and I know she sings up at some bar on State Street. I don't know. Oh, if really? can you know, really. tell us about the bar. <laughs> 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 What's the name of that bar that Sloane sings at? Do you know, Angela?
4: uptown maybe
3: yeah that's it
4: is it yeah Uh,
3: give the uptown lounge who is they serve food and drinks so oh good they have have really good uh they have a a pizza oven really good pizzas fire really those really yummy pizzas and then they do some other food sean that's one of sean's customers i should be able to tell you what they have there that's all i know about is the pizza
0: So that's well. That's good to know. We like to support our local um, businesses. That's for sure. All right, Ed. What do you? What say you this week?
4: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to get around to what you just said that I when I was singing earlier, <laughs> I didn't realize my mic was open.
0: Oh um, yeah, baby. <laughs> so <laughs> you weren't in the shower, or were you? No,
4: no, no. No, I didn't have the camera on, did I? <laughs>
0: well, wasn't looking. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah.
4: Okay. Um, If Only I Had Known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely on Zoom, as well as those listening into the show. Today's segment is titled The Perils of Gossip. And for the sake of this discussion, gossip will be considered informal conversation about other people's private affairs. Being a teenager can be difficult. With all the clicks in school, sometimes tempting to say negative things about someone in hopes it might make you look better in comparison. And with the advent of social media, it's just that much easier to do exactly that. An old piece of advice is uh, don't say anything about someone that you wouldn't say to their face. One of the main reasons for that is that if that person hears what you said or texted about them and they confront you in front of others, you may look the worse for it and not the better. And if that person was your friend, Well, you probably just lost that friend, too. Uh, An adage that I think applies here and might keep you pointed in a better direction is small minds discuss people, average minds discuss events, and great minds discuss ideas. Imagine for a moment a conversation between Thomas Edison and Charles Darwin. Edison might be excited about a new idea that will finally get an incandescent light bulb to work. And Darwin might be trying to change the subject to a theory about origin of species. But I can't picture them gossiping about the family down the street. So the next time you're having a conversation about someone and it it starts to get negative or personal, think about that adage and either say something positive about that person or switch from gossip to a school sporting event or that idea you have. What you say can become the foundation of your actions, and those actions can become bad habits. Remember this saying that was attributed to Aristotle, we are what we repeatedly do. If only I'd known all that when I was young. Promise you this, if you limit the gossip and talk more about ideas for a better future, you'll keep more of your friends and have a better subsequent life for it. I'm Ed Langlow. I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known.
0: Very nice, Ed. Thank you. Wonderful topic, too, if I I might add. Wonderful topic. Handle the middle of Bevan. You had something you wanted to say. What's going on with Teen Sports?
3: I was just really excited because I haven't been on in a while, and Page Youth Center um, opened up yesterday. So all the kids are playing basketball. They were playing out in the parking lot, and now they're playing in the um, in the page you center and they get to have the the breaker the my son's team magic is going to their first tournament in ontario next weekend so that's we're starting to see. i know and then all the bas i mean all the soccer clubs are starting their practices too. So they're gonna start their tournaments up.
4: Angela, do you know if there's a limit to the occupancy in the gym? Are they 25%? You know, that, was,
3: that was my, it's very interesting because that was my question. Oh. Cause I was like, are we gonna be, are we gonna have to um, like, will we be able to go watch the game or how's that gonna work? Right,
4: what are the limitations? they don't
3: let us in, they don't let us in the page to watch them practice. So right. I'm guessing that we are going to drive to Ontario and stay in a hotel and be on vacation while my son plays in a in a tournament in, um, you know, inside the gym. Well, you can, but for you him, can do a cutout. So
0: what I would do is I would do a cutout. <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> Put it in the <laughs> state.
3: Put it in the state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just excited because Angela Miller Bevin. Well, if you've ever if you've known or had a teenage boy live in your house and um, be stuck there on COVID, you need sports more than anything in the world, more than schooling, more than anything. They need to move. They need to have they need to have outlets. So it's good to have him going. And I think that's exciting for our community because we're all they're all getting to go back to at least having some kind of sports. Right. Nice good job all good job we have
0: about a minute left so let's let's take a short break right now and then we're going to be back with more after these messages well now-
1: Come on, come on, let's work together. Now, now, people. Because together we will stand every boy, every
0: girl, and a man. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every, every single Tuesday, Tuesday. 9 a.m. Okay, we've got I oh, I think it's so appropriate. We've got Christine Marie. Okay, we got Richard sitting together. I think this is great. So they're going to do the whole last section together. All right, Christine Marie, you start with
2: you. Okay, um, what I wanted, the card that's come today, we were talking about a little bit earlier, and it's it's the three of swords, which shows in this deck, um, a person sitting on a cloud, um, thinking, you know, having a thinking cloud come out of their head, shaped like a heart, um, and the cloud has three swords in it. And it it denotes heartbreak. Um, And it relates into what Ed had to say, um, because in my experience, um, nobody, only people whose hearts are hurting themselves say painful, hurtful things to other people. And so we can shift that in the moment um, when it happens by really having compassion, because usually the things that we say to ourselves are so much worse than we would even say to another person. And I remember when I was a, kindergarten teacher and a little boy just w- was so upset. And he said something super mean to all of these kids in the class. And immediately I just knelt down, put my hand on his heart. And I said, oh, sweetheart, your heart must be hurting that you would say something so unkind. And everyone was shocked because I didn't, I didn't punish him. I just said, wow, there's so much pain there. And I think when we acknowledge that pain and there's a lot, you know, the um, the, the, the wound, the medicine is in the pain if we are willing to feel it. And I have other stories around this card that I would love to share um, on future shows. It's actually I, I will tell a fairy tale woo, 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 sure. coming up maybe on the next show. And I will uh, let you know how this relates in other ways to what's happening these days. It's been Super. A View from the Deck with Christine Marie. and Christine, how do we get a
0: hold of you if somebody wants to get a tarot reading?
2: Oh um, you can um, you can call my phone number 805-350-2705 Um, And I I do actually have a Facebook page, um, which is called a view at the deck, a view of the deck on Facebook. I'm still working on it. It's still in process. I'm having a banner made. So and I will be starting probably this week, putting out a um, and I and I am starting this week, putting out a weekly um, video blog. So I look forward to seeing you all there. Beautiful. Thank you.
0: All right. Richard's Remedies.
6: So this, this brings to mind um, a couple of homeopathics that are incredible for the heart. And the first one is called Ignatia Amara. And you would want to take it uh, probably 200C um, or 1M if it's something really serious for, for probably about three days in a row, once a day. Um, and what Ignatia Amara does is it's really good for loss and grief and letting go. And for, for certain issues, whether it's letting go of some sort of emotional block, or for feelings that you're just sort of bottling up, or it could be heartbreak. Um, those types of, of things uh, really benefit from that homeopathic. And the other one is more specific to people that are salt of the earth type people. It's called natrum Muriaticum, and you would also want to take it in the same frequency, two hundred C or one M, for three days in a row, um, or longer if, it, if it's if it's uh, if it's something that's that's an issue that's gone on for for quite a while. Um, you really want to bring up that vibration inside of you. Um, Nature muriaticum is actually from salt, and it's one of those things that's really beneficial for people that crave salt, and salt obviously has um, electrolyte channels that affect the heart. So it's one of those things that if you're dealing with some sort of heartbreak type issue, this is absolutely an amazing remedy.
2: Um, so I wanted to say, too, on that, on that note, that the fall, um, in Chinese medicine, the fall is a time of grieving, a time of letting go, a time of releasing, and, and there is a lot of hardship going on in the world right now, and the more we allow ourselves to release that, the better, the better things will be for us. So, um, you know, maybe I can offer some lung points and some acupressure points next time.
0: Beautiful. We'll do it. Okay, Santa Barbara, release... Love. If you see anybody out there that needs some help, hey, you know, maybe conti- you know, extend an olive branch and show some love. This is Santa Barbara, the greatest place on the planet. God bless. See you next week.
1: i